I'm stuck in the chicken coop. Oh man. Entertaining for you. This is fantastic. Uh-huh. There's a latch there so that it doesn't lock on me. Hey, this is Jared. Hey friends, this is Annette, and this is our <laughs> Azure Farm podcast where we're gonna talk about all things farm, family, home, and all things in between. We hope you enjoy it. Hello friends! I hope you are doing so, 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 so good today. I'm excited to record a podcast with my special co-host. His name is Jared. Wow, that's an introduction. Mm -hmm. If you didn't know, he is my husband. And um, yeah. We should do a whole episode with accents. No, you don't even know. (laughs) You you have like one accent you know how to do. Anyways, okay. Uh, I'll start off with a little story and then we'll get right into our topic today, which I am very excited to talk about. But about 10 days ago, I went out to the chicken coop and this is the time of year where all the hens are just broody, broody, broody. Do you know what that means, Jared? I do know what that means. Would you like to explain? It's when they have their hair up in curlers, they're reading the newspaper, (laughs) they're smoking a cigarette and sitting on eggs. (laughs) You're hilarious. Okay, sure. Yes. And all their names are Margaret and Peggy. (laughs) Exactly. It is when they decide they want to sit on their eggs. And when they do this, they're quite territorial over their eggs. I don't always let them sit on the eggs, but this year we haven't had like tons of chicks or tons of chickens for that matter. So I've let some of them sit on their eggs. And I had noticed that... One of the moms was up and moving around. This was towards the end of the day, and she had a few little baby chicks under her. So I was like, yay, all right, she hatched some eggs. I didn't even, it was so crazy, I didn't even take the time to go look where she had originally been sitting to see if any other eggs looked um I don't know, like they were going to hatch. Usually the moms are good about sitting on those eggs till they all hatch. So the next day when I came uh, to kind of just tidy up and do some things, I went into the coop and I noticed an egg that had fallen on the ground and a chick was halfway hatched and it looked dead. And I thought, oh no, it's just, you feel bad. I mean, these little babies are so cute and it's pretty amazing the process of them hatching. So I thought, oh, I should have checked last night, whatever, you know, uh, but I noticed it was moving its little beak a little bit. It was trying to chirp. So I was like, oh, it's alive. <laughs> so I, at the moment, had some eggs in the incubator because at any given time here, why not? There's eggs in the incubator. There's ducks in our kitchen. There's all sorts of bird things happening. And so I had lavender guinea eggs in the incubator with one turkey egg. So I got this little baby chick that was half hatched and I put it in the incubator in hopes that it could possibly warm up. The membrane was super dry and sticky to it. I didn't know if it would be able to crack out of that egg. There's all these logistics. I stuck it in there and hoped for the best. Ava and I prayed over the little chicken and we went to bed. And the next day, to my surprise, the little chick had hatched and it is now currently living its best life inside our home. That's for sure. Uh, (laughs) uh, Its name is Lavender. That's what Ava named it. And Lavender was joined by a little turkey that hatched from the incubator it's one of 
Tom's little little chicks. Um, Tom, our turkey, has been sick, and so I'm trying to make sure I have as many turkeys as possible. Uh, and then we have some lavender guineas that have joined. So there's a happy little flock. And I just want to remind you that I think sometimes, you know, in life, this isn't what we're talking about today, but I just wanted to share that story. The fact that just don't never give up. I think nature is very resilient in the lessons it can teach us. And animals are pretty amazing at how hardy they are and how they can withstand so many things that go against them. And this little chick definitely withstood the odds. And it has given, it gave me a great, um, I don't know, just a great lesson about uh, perseverance and never giving up. So that is lavender for you. Um, and she's one of our newest baby chicks. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am sure Jared is so excited about all the animals that are currently inside our home. I will say, I, I will give a little shout out to Jared right now. He has been, I think, husband of the year the last few weeks. He has very much uh, single handedly, is that when you do it like all yourself? Okay. Okay. Done duck care at night. Mm. <laughs> So because our Tom, the turkey is sick, he's in the little quarantine room in the coop that I would normally have put these ducklings in about a week ago. So the ducklings have been in our house way longer than they need to be. And they are a hot mess. And when I say hot mess, I mean, it is a whole new level of messy when you get ducks. And so Jared has been cleaning out this like, you know, tub they're in, adding new pine chips, changing their water at, you know, while I'm trying to like do other things or put Ava to bed. So you have been a great trooper. So thank you. I, I appreciate it. My pleasure. <laughs> All right. Today, part one, we did a couple weeks back. Uh, just the thought of when you plan on uh, homesteading and maybe changing something in your life anytime you make a big decision to do something different. We wanted to break it down into three parts that we like to usually emphasize and talk about. And part one was to know your why. So you can listen to that podcast. We think that's the first step. Number two is, drumroll, Jared. And that is to dream big. Big. So that's step numero dos. When it comes to making any big decision, we think you got to really sit down and go for it. You want to share a little on that? Yeah, I th- think we like to say dream big and write it down, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think a lot of people don't plan for the long term. Sometimes maybe that's intimidating. Maybe it's, well, our current finances don't allow for it or whatever it may be. But I think it's a very healthy practice, especially as you're laying out so many different things if you're going to be raising animals, growing food, this this principle could apply in business anywhere. But uh, we're talking about specifically in the realm of homesteading, right? Mm-hmm. So really dream big. So I like an exercise that I think is very fun is you have your little piece of property, whatever it may be, half acre or 1,000 acres. Or backyard. Or backyard, literally, yeah, whatever it takes. Sit down and say, okay, money is no object, what would we do with this land or space? And get out a piece of paper, get everybody involved, start drawing. And you may say, oh man, money is no object. We'd put this over here, then we'd put this here, and somebody else is going to say, well, what about this? Oh yeah, we got to put that here. And then somehow through all this brainstorming, maybe it's in a night, or maybe it's over a week or two, whatever it may be, you have, if money was no object, this is exactly what we would do with our piece of space and property. 
So you do all that. You've written it all down. You've made it very clear. And, well, maybe I'm going too fast because then you go to step number three, right? Probably oh. need to slow down and talk more about step number two. Yeah, so, so the thing is that if you don't know your why, which it probably sounds a little like, oh, man, you're just nailing this, all the, this subject all the time. And knowing your why, the short version is just why do you want to do this next step in your life? Why are you moving? Why do you want a homestead? Why do you want to start a new business? Why, if you don't know what that is, for example, as you dream big, you know, you might not know what to write down. So for example, our why for us changed over the years. There's a lot of different things, but really it was to just get back to nature. And for us specifically, we wanted to raise animals, not for meat, but for our enjoyment, for us to take care of and learn from them. And we wanted to grow food. So as we sat down to dream big, what were some of the items on that list? Okay. Number one thing you've got to really think about, I think before you get animals is fencing. Uh, there are some animals that might not even require shelter, but they require fencing. Mm -hmm. And so that is something that if you want a cow, you're going to need fencing. You want a horse, you want a goat. Well, guess what? The fencing for goats and cows is very different. Um, so there's a lot of things in that kind of dreaming big that you really need to consider. Um, and that kind of goes back to your why. So for us, um, we wanted fruit trees, right? We wanted a garden. We wanted a lot of different things. We were, Another thing, we wanted animals, and I started to think like, you know, mowing grass takes a lot of time. How close could we put this fence all around our house so that we didn't have to mow grass for days on end, but you, we, we still had a little yard we could run around in. So our fence go, circles are all around our house. Can I say something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this just reminded me of your comment the other day. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to share. Mm -hmm. So we have a retaining wall behind our house that we had to put in because our house, our property is kind of tiered. It's it's a hill. So we had to cut in to actually have just a little bit of a backyard. Jared the other day was like, what if we just kind of continued this retaining wall idea around our house Brilliant. so the animals could come even closer and we have to mow less? Brilliant idea. I was like... I said, I'm glad I thought of that. <laughs> I literally was like, so you want to like enclose our home with a wall so you don't have to mow as much. He was like, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, okay. Genius. <laughs> moving on to the next, <laughs> moving on to the next. But idea. that may be a consideration. How much grass? Do you like to cut grass? Maybe you like a lot of grass. Maybe you want to have a little soccer field on your property. Maybe you want to <laughs> throw a baseball. You got to calculate that before you start putting fences all in. And you know, there's other considerations. So, uh, I have a thought too in the dreaming big. Another thing you got to really think about. Uh -huh. um, so you got to think about power and water lines. Um, and that's something where let's say you're starting from scratch, which is a, which is a best case scenario. I guess <laughs> you're starting with raw land and you get to decide where everything goes. That's really fun. Um, ours was kind of like in between. There was already a barn on the property, there was already a septic, there was already a well. Um, so we kind of had to place our home and garden based on some of those things. Uh, but we didn't really think of some things like electrical lines uh, and, and power. I just dropped my phone. And power or things like that. We, we didn't 
probably think of those through well enough at the beginning to where now some of these power lines go right through our yard. And anytime Mm -hmm. we've had to do anything else, we have to be so careful to not cut them. You know, just all these things that it could have been a little easier, right? It's okay. But we could have planned better. We, we could have we could have planned a little better. But we didn't do this exercise, which is no, we didn't. What if what if we were here for a decade? We just kept being able to do stuff. Boy, yeah. If you don't plan, you're going to be like, oh, we shouldn't have put that there. Now we got to rip those up if we're going to do anything else, or now we got to change this. Now we got to. So yeah, it's very healthy, especially in to your point, water lines and electrical lines, like. Plan, even if you're not sure how that's going to come to pass, but you've planned right. so that if it does, it's not a big headache to undo to or redo. To plan for, yeah. I think to me, those are the three big things that are um, can be very expensive. Well, well, fencing to me would be the most probably where you can really spend a lot of money on fencing. Um, so fencing, water, power. Um, those are things that if you put in a garden or you have animals, you're going to need some version of those things on your land. And yeah, and planning it out is important. I was trying to think of another thing. Um, you know, as you dream big, you can really think about, well, let's say a greenhouse. Where would I want to put a greenhouse? Um, where on this property would that work eventually? Where is there the most sun for a greenhouse? You know, all these things. Where would I put my compost? Where would I put, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things, right? And I think it's fun to dream big. I think it's fun to draw inspiration from other places and other farms. But ultimately, if you know your why and why you're doing this, you can really curate something that's unique and special to you and your family and what you what you want your vision um, to be. Uh, what's the verse about... Um, cast a vision and oh it's it's in the book of habakkuk uh two two i think it says write the vision and make it plain so write your vision down so clearly that anyone who reads it or sees it will say oh yeah i get it i see what you're doing here which is nice to get buy-in and support from everyone on your team and uh it's clear that way somebody's like oh well i thought you meant this Something about writing it down clarifies misunderstanding, miscommunication. Yeah, I, I think that verse is very applicable. Um, the other couple things, lastly, I was going to say regarding dreaming big. You know, there's some people like maybe you want to do a big farm and it be one like our friends currently. Um, they have a farm, uh, Sunny Hill Farm, and they're starting to just go big time with like CSA boxes and growing for farmers markets and doing all these things. They're more in like the North Georgia, Tennessee area, but they dreamt big. Um, Definitely. And, but they've had, they've had like a big vision in in mind and they've had to put a lot of things in place Mm -hmm. uh, in in order to get there. And so that's the kind of thing where, what is your end goal? What is it you want? What do you want to focus on? Just plan for it. It'll just save you so much headache. I kind of wish, yeah, there are a few things, like maybe in relation to certain kinds of fencing, like if we would have known from the beginning. um, We've had to go back and add some gates here and there. Yeah, like we've had to add, or if it, you know, if it wasn't exactly the right kind of fencing, I would say, here's here's my, uh, my word of advice to you. If you plan on getting any animal, and if there's any chance that you're going to get 
something smaller than a cow, just put in goat fencing. It's good advice. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Because eventually you might end up with one of those animals that is going to be small enough that's going to escape your fence. Or if it's a goat and they're going to get their head stuck, like you need the small squared kind of fencing, just install that to begin with. Because, you know, I'm just going to say once you're out in the country and you get one animal, then you decide you want to get another animal. You Jared's, might have 20 Jared's you laughing. Know. You might have a menagerie of something before you know it. And you're going to be like, why didn't I, why did I not plan for this? <laughs> why did I not think about this first? So yeah, that's just sort of advice. So next podcast, we'll go into the last part of this is once you have dreamed up everything so big and done everything. Don't say it. It's a secret. Okay. Part three is a secret. Part three is a secret. We will address it next time. But yeah, if you are in the process right now of dreaming big and doing all that, we'd love to hear. Let me know. Send me an email. Shoot me a message. I'd love to know what your big dreams are. Um, It's nice to share together and kind of encourage and inspire each other. So have fun dreaming big and we will be back next week. 